my success rate at getting a good cup of coffee is quite high. There's only one time that I can ever remember having a bad, like a notably bad cup of coffee. And that was at a Chick-fil-A in the Atlanta airport. I took like a couple sips of that coffee, I remember, and it was so bad, I had to just <laughs> dump it out in a drinking fountain and throw it away. And that's the only cup of coffee I can ever remember having that was that bad. I don't want to say that every Chick-fil-A is like that because it's the only coffee I've ever had from a... Do me a favor, go to another Chick-fil-A and try it out. The reason I say that is when I think about the time I've had a really bad cup of coffee where I had to dump it out, like topping it off with water just didn't cut it, was at Chick-fil-A. Really? Okay. And I love Chick-fil-A. The food is amazing. Everyone's so happy and nice when you walk in there. But the coffee sucks. When, go to Chick-fil-A and have their coffee again and be prepared to dump it out because that, that shit was gross. <laughs> so you want me to go find a Chick-fil-A, buy the coffee, take a sip of it to confirm that it's bad, and then just throw the rest of it away. Just just to confirm that's that's what you'd like me to do. Well, you don't have to throw it away. You, so you want me it. to continue drinking <laughs> the rest of this disgusting coffee? I want to know... I got I, an idea. I, I, how about how about you do this experiment? No, 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 no. I I've already tried it. I tried it multiple too. times. Okay. No, no. I tried it multiple times. All right, well, multiple I'll... times. Because I I thought the same thing as you. Once maybe it was just an off day. Can we can we commission the listeners in this regard then, rather than rather than making me do it? No, no. I think you have to do it because you've you've tried it once at the airport. You're gonna try the an actual restaurant like the non-airport version. All right. Well, don't hold your breath on this, but we'll see. I'll be patiently waiting. <laughs> I'll give you a little bit of background about my apartment setup. It's like one one big building with attached garages. Not every apartment in these units have garages. So there's some with no garage and the ones with garages have a direct connection to the apartment, which is very convenient. When I first moved in, something strange was going on, and I, I, it, it took me a few days to really understand what was happening, but someone kept parking in front of my garage, and the only other spot to parking is on the street, which is kind of a pain, but I realized that the folks who didn't have garages had you know, assigned parking spots like within the apartment complex. Some of them were very inconvenient to get to. Wait, so you said this guy was parking in front of your garage? So so was he like blocking your car? I went to work and I came back and he was there. So you couldn't park in your garage? Yes. So I parked on the street. So it is like, okay, this what's what's happening? And I didn't know who it was because there's a number of units. And I, I, I went to knock on the door of my my neighbor, whose our garages are right next to each other. And he did not recognize the car. And then when I was coming around the, coming back outside to look at this car, I realized that my recycling can was wedged between his car and my garage on the front passenger corner. Enough that it, it like messed up his bumper and left some scrapings on the garage door. But like, okay, one, this guy's stealing my spot. Two, he drives like an idiot because how do you not, <laughs> uh, how do you not see or notice that? And it's a big SUV. It's a giant like Chevy Suburban, like huge. SUV. A couple days later, same thing happens. Because I don't know whose car it is, I you know, get out a pen, paper, and I start writing. And I was like, hey, someone lives here. Stop parking. I, tr- I tried to make it as not, not very aggressive. 
because I don't know if this person is crazy. Because now that their bumper is cracked up, if they're able to do something like that, I don't know what else they're capable of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next time it's gonna be it's gonna be you wedged between the car and the, the garage door. Yeah. Don't want that to happen. So as I'm writing this note, this little old lady comes from just up the uh, up up the apartment street. She starts talking to me, saying hi, and I tell her I just moved in. Uh, and she told me that whenever there's an apartment that comes available, the the complex will spend a few weeks redoing the interior, so there'll be a lot of maintenance activity around there. So someone probably saw that and realized, hey, it's empty. I'm going to park here because it's right near my apartment front door. And she told me, yeah, the guy who lives, who whose car this is, lives right over there. She just starts walking towards his door. I'll go get him. <laughs> And I'm like, no, please don't. Like, it's okay. I'll park on the street. He'll see the note and then carry on. I wasn't ready for this confrontation or to have this. Re- I get this kind of threw up. And this little old lady just kept scurrying along. And she just goes <laughs> and rings the rings the doorbell. I'm, I'm not saying just like one press and done. No, she's just banging on that thing. <laughs> one off, and the tension is just building. I'm like, oh, God. And no one, no one answers right away. And then she just starts banging on the door with one hand. Oh my god! And then pressing the button. This is. I was taken aback, and I say, "No, please don't. It's all right. Don't wake him up, or he's probably not here. So let's go." And then you see signs of activity coming from inside the apartment. And then the door opens, and this very, very tall man comes in. He's like, "What do you guys want?" The lady just tells him, "You're parking in the spot. Move your car." <laughs> And it turned out that they, they knew each other. And so he introduces himself. I say hi. And he, you know, he apologizes. Oh, you know, I didn't know anyone lived there. It was really nice. And now uh, we get along pretty well. Like every time I see him, we'll chat. Turned out to be a very nice gentleman. Oh, that's good. But just the whole leading up to that part, I was, was getting very worried. Just a, it's a very touchy, you know, on a, a very delicate situation where one interaction can set the stage for the whole relationship. And I didn't want to be in a weird spot with this guy. I swiftly went out to the car and Greg got the note out from there. So he didn't see the note, which I had written in all caps. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It it wasn't anything rude. It was just in all caps, which some people can take offense to that. Well, it reads like you're shouting. Yeah, that that was the point. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Uh, That's that's good. Yeah, I mean, I I would definitely not want to be thrust into, it's like, no, you were going to confront this person right now because i am i am making sure of it that's i would need time to like mentally prepare exactly for that kind of a thing right you don't want to just be be thrust into that and i I would probably do the same thing like start with the note first especially since you didn't know it made it made more sense for you since you didn't know exactly whose car it was but to start in a non-direct way of just leaving a note of saying like hey just so you know somebody has this garage now can you not park here i i think i would have done the exact same thing the last apartment that I lived in, the guy who lived above me was just such such a jerk. He played his music so loud that it's like his, his subwoofer might as well have been in my apartment is what it felt like. It was ridiculous. And I tried repeatedly to just talk to him directly about this and ask him to turn it down. Like, I, I don't even know how he could stand to be in that apartment with the music playing that loud. I I think it would be, like, past the point of pain to be in that actual apartment with as loud as he was playing the music. I had something similar. This was a few years ago. 
And it wasn't music. It was kids running around and jumping. And I was downstairs, you know, the unit above me. It feels like the whole room is shaking. If you want to come home and do your thing, you cannot even feel relaxed. So I'd gone up a couple of times, but the person wouldn't even answer the door. Like, I know they're in there. And then one time I went up and I was knocking on the door and I was knocking rather aggressively. And the lady who I, I assume is the mom just told me to go away. I mean, what kind of a what kind of response is that? It's so strange. So I, I got pissed and then I ended up calling the, not the landlord, but the guy who's like, who runs the association for this complex. And he's like, yeah, you know, they're, they're not very nice at all. He'll try and do something about it. Basically like, sympathizing with me but not not coming up with a real solution but the 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 biggest problem was that these kids would be running around jumping at all hours of the night excellent parenting 10 out of 10 yeah and it's enough to where i'm able to fall asleep but then i'd wake up at 2 a.m to like screaming and jumping around my solution would be to put it put on earplugs but that still doesn't take care of the vibrations that go through the whole freaking building Eventually they moved out. I don't know if they got evicted or who knows, but it was a happy day when I was able to sleep. And that's the problem with bass because what you're talking about with like the jumping on the floor and that, that's same thing. That is essentially, that's, it's the same, it's the same thing you get from this like ridiculously loud bass. And that, that's what drove me nuts is like, I couldn't even put in like headphones and block it out because the bass just like cuts through all of that. You feel it. Yeah. I've had a, a good neighbor story. The one, the one time I bumped into my neighbor outside and he was telling me, look, I'm really sorry. I was playing music last night. It was up pretty loud and I fell asleep and it was on through the whole night. Hope I didn't bother you. And it's like, I didn't hear anything. And he's like, oh, really? I said, I had it up pretty loud. And he was he brought it up several times that he was sorry about it. Because he's like he's you know he's very sensitive to that happening to him, but I didn't hear anything. And those a few times where I've had a lot of people over, loud music and noise throughout the night, and I wondered if my neighbors could hear me. And so I asked him the next time I saw him, like, "Hey, did you hear any noise?" "Nope, nothing." Which I guess that's not really a good neighbor story. It's because that's the a, apartment. That, that's a good yeah. construction story. Yeah, <laughs> so I guess yeah. So something I've been thinking of lately is the titles that you assign different family members. So aunt, uncle, dad, mom, grandma, grandpa. What I am accustomed to is you call your aunt and your uncle, aunt, first name, uncle, first name. You know, you call your grandparents, grandma or grandpa, and you call your mom or dad, mom or dad, and that's it. I find it kind of confusing now that my family is like has like four simultaneous generations because you know there's my grandparents which are still alive my parents and then there's my generation and my brother and my cousin both have kids now so that makes my grandparents great grandparents and it feels like even like my family is Pretty small, in my opinion, compared to most people's families. And even in our like smaller family, these titles are getting confusing. The fact that there's like multiple grandmas. Like if there's some family get-together 
and you hear grandma, it could be referring to like my aunt, my mom, my grandparents. Like it's just, it's like getting unwieldy, this, this title thing, because they're so generic. <laughs> I've been experimenting with something lately, kind of like under the radar and just seeing if my family would notice. So I've been like slipping this in on occasion. And so when I'm talking to some family members about other family members, I've been experimenting with just calling them by their first name <laughs> rather than referring to them by title. I just find it annoying having to repeatedly say those titles. It's just like extra words that I have to say. It's, a, it's the minorest of inconvenience, but I just find it silly having to keep saying these modifier words. And also, I feel like, <laughs> am I getting old enough that I can, like, we can kind of get past this a little bit? Like, you, you know what I mean? It's because it, it, it feels like now that I'm an uncle in my own right, right? And I'm, and I'm getting a little bit older. You know, we're all adults. Do I have to keep using some of these same titles as, as much as I have in the past? Yeah, so I don't know. So this is something that I'm experimenting with. Not necessarily when I'm talking to someone directly face to face. But when I'm talking about them to other family members, both for the sake of just clarity of who exactly I am talking about, and then also just the convenience of not having to say extra words and calling people by their first name. So, what do you what do you think about all this all this business? Uh, even with my own family, there's very different ways of saying uncle aunt. So, to give you an example, uh, one of my cousins, who's a few years older than me, calls my dad. Uh, by his first name, but calls my mom, auntie, and then first name. I'm going to make a prediction here, which is this cousin is related to your aunt by blood and by your to your dad by marriage. No. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's backwards of what I would have expected. And I didn't notice it until maybe a few years ago, until I was older, because I call, and this is my what I'm accustomed to, I call all my aunts and uncles the same auntie, then first name. Or uncle in first name and grandparents. We have specific words for grandma, grandpa. The interesting thing is sometimes it would change. Uh, how do I explain this? Okay, my great my great grandmother. We call her Aya, but it's the same word that my mom and my aunts would call her. So was that her first name? No, it was not. Is that a? That's like a like a word for grandmother. Okay, that was my next guess. But it was a way to, to specify that we were talking about her and not someone else, even though she was the only great-grandmother alive at that time. Imagine having to say, like, great-grandma Anne every time that you addressed your great-grandmother. That just feels like a ridiculous amount of words to address someone directly. It feels like you're addressing royalty or something. Yeah. Like all of these titles and, and things. In some sense, because they're like the family matriarch and they've been around for so many years and are so many generations deep. It's like in some, in some sense, they almost are like a family, like they have standing in such a way that it deserves like extra titles almost, mm. but it still feels just silly to have to say that many words. I get what you mean. In the Indian community, it, it makes it a little bit easier because there are words that, that signify whether it's your mom's side or dad's side. That is nice. So what's so lay these on me? What are we what are we working with here? So there'd be I guess the word itself is kaka and kaki. <laughs> uh, 
for well, hang on, that's for that's for uh for for aunt and uncle, and then there's there's another set of words. It designates whether it's mom's side or dad's side. I don't mean to be culturally insensitive, but I know it sounds. This is <laughs> me, like the the kaka kaki is, uh, is is the funniest uh, one for me because it. I mean, it, it sounds not that great. But that's still hold on. I uh, like. Does that work when assuming that your parents have siblings? Wouldn't your cousins? Hold on. No, I'm see. I'm confused. I need to like draw a picture here. Okay, so yeah, would let, you? Let me, let, oh, so let me let me raise my concern, and then maybe you understand <laughs> this better, so you can explain why it's not an issue. And I would understand it if I like drew a, <laughs> drew myself a diagram of why it's not an issue. But what I'm what I'm when you say that of like, there's a different word for moms, your grandparents on your mom's side and your dad's side. What I hear is at a family get together. You could conceivably have a grandparent being called both of those things, which sounds confusing. But is that not an issue? Am I am I not thinking about this right? Uh, yeah, depending on what sides of the family, then that's correct. I guess when I say it again, for if you look at your own like direct family tree, your parents' siblings, instead of just calling like your mom's brother, uncle. And your dad's brother, uncle, you would call your dad's brother, Kaka, and your mom's brother, Mama. Did you just say Mama? Mom's brother is Mama. Mama? Yeah. That's another unfortunate, uh, <laughs> unfortunate word here, Korean. See, the, 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 this whole, this whole explanation this is breaking, so good. When you first break, brought it up. It's, no, it's breaking down because <laughs> the words don't. It it doesn't make sense in English. Uh, I had such high hopes. It makes sense when you because then okay, your mom's uh, like a, your mom's sister would be Masi. Okay, I like that one. That's that's a good one. And then your mom's sister's husband is Masa, but your mom's brother's wife. Would be mommy. Oh my god, <laughs> my brain is working overtime. I have such a hard time this, managing this is so these. Ma- one, because <laughs> I'm having a hard time ex- explaining. Two, we need a diagram, and we, do, this we over, do need a diagram. Yeah, we need you need a diagram because one, this is probably the first time you've heard it. Where to me, it makes sense because at least a lot of my friends still call their family by these designations, so I kind of follow along. And this is this is uh, for Gujarati people specifically. So one one of my good childhood friends is good. So I, uh, whenever he'd call his aunts and uncles, either on his mom's side or dad's side, he'd use these terms. And then just uh, because I've been hearing them for so long, it's specific enough to know who they're talking about. Because sometimes you can just say mama, and okay, it means that guy over there. But you are correct that if you had a at a very big family gathering, then you'd have to add the first name because. My mama would be someone different from your mama. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I in general I I already have a difficult time keeping together family networks because my family is on the smaller side, so it's like I lack the mental framework for managing a family where there's like a whole bunch of cousins because you have a whole bunch of aunts and uncles and they all each have a bunch of kids and that I, I, I just have a, such a difficult time keeping that together. 
So adding on this this extra layer of nomenclature maybe would be not as good of an idea as I thought because it might just confuse me even more. <laughs> if I was born into it, then probably it would it would make sense. But now my my family used something similar to this, but it 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 changed over the years uh, as I guess we get more westernized, so to speak. Now I just call my aunts and uncles aunt and uncle or. I sometimes, depending on who I'm talking to, I use the the mama, mommy, and it's usually on my mom's side of the family. If I say mama, mommy, that tells you that it's on my mom's side. Mm, that's a good point. But usually on my, I'd only say those on my mom's side, not my, not my dad's side. Yeah, so how about this? Is We just use Munkle and Dunkle. <laughs> <laughs> I find that really easy to get. It's, it's essentially the same thing, but it just sounds less silly to me. <laughs> Monkle and Dunkle, really? <laughs> and then Dranma and Ranma. You know, uh, you mean Ramra? Yeah. Yeah. Ran- it's essentially the same Ran- thing. <laughs> Ranma. De- yeah, it's, just, it's the same thing because you're designating which side you're talking yeah. about. But that, but I can wrap my head around that. That's easier. Okay, you know if it if it works for you, that that makes me smile. That, it sounds a little bit almost like Tolkien esque, though. Munkle and Dunkle. It sounds like a couple of Hobbit buddies, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Uh, and that's coming to mind because I just rewatched the Lord of the Rings not too long ago, and it's like I remember it's like Smeagol and Deagle, I think, or the. Uh, uh, oh man. Hmm. There's something else, as we were talking about this, it, it came to light where, and I don't know if other people do this in their family, but in my family, there's a lot of nicknames, especially with my, like my aunts and uncles, like that, that age group. So what kind of a nickname are we talking? Are we talking modified first name or just some totally different name? A little bit of both. Here's the part that's, it was eye-opening to me because I only realized this like, I was in my 20s. Some of the aunts and uncles I'd been calling, I thought those were their real names, but they weren't. This is made up. Yeah, I'll use my grandmother, for example. Everybody in the community called her Puni. P-U-N-I. And then, at one point in time, I'd seen either her passport or some, some document that had her name on it with her picture. I'm like, who is this? Because I had not heard or seen the name before anyway. <laughs> And then my mom was telling me that no, everyone just call her that name, but her real like birth name is this. It just blew my mind because here's someone that I've known for years and years, my whole life, and I didn't know their real name. Don't feel bad about that because it's slipping my mind now. Some examples of that, but I I know that there have been a couple people in my life who I've known who just go by a completely different name for for whatever reason. And you would you would never know unless you had a reason to know because just like everybody refers to them that way. So I, I'm letting you off the hook there. You don't have to feel bad about that. But it's almost, it, it's a very, more than 50% of my relatives. If someone came up and said their real name, so-and-so has won the lottery. I'm like, oh, who's that? Because I, <laughs> I, I don't know who that is. And so, uh, the, my one uncle in particular, uh, he's actually my, my mom's uncle. But the word I call him is still uncle. So I guess he's, yeah, he's my great uncle, but I, the, the word I call him is just uncle. So I call him mama. Everyone referred to him as Fats. Fats? 
Fats. That's like a jazz musician name. Yeah, it was only a couple of years ago when I realized, hey, we got all these fake names going around. So I asked my mom, what's his real name? And I said, it's Fats' real name. She says, no. And so I, I, I don't, it just was one of those that blew my mind. Cause I, I just assumed it was short for, like you say, Greg, Gregory. I don't know what the, the full name of Fats would be, but I thought it'd be something. Fatso? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was talking to him about it and he basically told me that was the reason. He said, when I was a kid, I was fat. So everyone calls me fat. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Right. And he's, he, he's not a fat in now. He's like normal, normal size, but that's good. At least he still goes by the name fat. So for, I don't know how many years, 60 years he has been called fats. Your situation is particularly pretty funny because you've got all this. They're like multicultural names. I don't have much like that. The only thing that comes to mind is on my, on my dad's side, my grandparents were both uh, first generation Americans and my dad says that uh, he called his uh, grandparents who died. I never knew them as my great grandparents. They died way before I was born, but he said that they called them, I believe it was like Busha and Zsa, which I guess are like Polish words, which I think mean grandma and grandpa. How I wanted to ask, how did, how did your family members react when you refer to, like you said, not speaking to that person directly, but talking about them? By first name. Did people pick up on that? No, they didn't seem to notice. Really? And like I said, I've been mixing it in. Doing like a little A, like a live A-B test type situation. And uh, they haven't seemed to notice. So I think I'm going to keep going with this. I don't mean it as any kind of like... uh, Disrespect? Disrespect or anything like that. It's like a matter of A, clarity. B, convenience of not having to say these extra words. And then see a little bit of like, it, nah, nah, I just, I just feel old. I guess the way I think about it is the difference in age between people becomes less and less significant the older you get, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. When you're born, your parents are decades older than you. And then eventually it's like you reach the age where you're as old as your parent was when they had you. And then from that point on, it's like you're closer in age to your parents than you are further from them, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like right now I'm I'm beyond that point already, and I've been beyond that point for years with my with my mom. Yeah, we're both adults now, and my younger brother already has a has a son and all that kind of stuff. So I guess I'm advocating for some kind of like a rite of passage where you reach some kind of a age where you start referring to other family members as just <laughs> by name. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that sounds silly. I, I, I've heard that before. And I think there's a, there's cultural differences because with my family, even my aunts and uncles refer to the older generation as aunts and uncles. I mean, they stick to that formal structure of name calling so it was it was a bit of a culture shock to me when I first moved here to hear other kids calling their parents or uncles or people older than them by their first name. Just wasn't used to that. I want I I I wanted to bring this up uh, separately as part of this talk, but I wanted to ask you if you knew people that called their parents by their first names because 
I've known a couple of people to do this. And the first time was uh, one of my friends in high school. I, and I, I learned this, that he called his parents by their first names. And I was just like, so I found that so bizarre is the first person I had ever known to do that. And I asked him like, why, <laughs> why do you not call them? I'm a dad. Why do you call them by their first names? Like they're just random people. And he was like, that's their name. Why would you, that is what their names are. Why would you not just call them by their names? He he didn't even seem to be, again, it wasn't like a kind of rebellious or, or disrespectful thing. It was just like this, to be honest, it sounds like the kind of argument that I make a lot of times, which is like, <laughs> you know, you're outnumbered and you're on the losing side, but you're just standing up for what seems like common sense to you. So from this kid's perspective, from my friend's perspective, he was like, this should not be a ridiculous thing to just call people by their names, but everybody thinks it's so weird. The the people I know who call their parents that, I think the, the relationship dynamic is just different, where they're more like friends than an actual mom and dad. I don't, I don't know how to quite explain it, but the other friend that I knew who called his stepdad by a real name, a uh, real name, not, not saying mom or dad, or not, not calling him dad, but he'd call him by his real name and then refer to his mom as mom. I think that, in my mind, a little bit more appropriate to call by first name because, okay, you can make the argument that's his name. He's technically not my dad. He just happens to be married to my mom. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I call my, uh, like, my mom is remarried after my parents got divorced, and I call my stepdad by his first name. But the first time I heard it, I was taken aback. Every, everybody's life situation is different, but it's like my, my, I've always still been, had a relationship with my dad since my parents got divorced and everything, I would still see him all the time. So I feel like I already have a dad. It would be weird to like also call a stepdad dad. Yeah. But there are other people in totally different situations where that might make sense. Like I think especially if, I mean, so many people have dads that are like just out of the picture. Right. Mm -hmm. And if your mom remarries, I think especially the younger you are, that could totally, yes, the younger you are. totally make sense. But because then your stepdad now is raising you. So they f fulfill the role as dad. Right. Uh, there's like, there's the biological distinction. And then there's the actual duties of yes. what goes along with that. And there are plenty of people that, you know, they're technically not the biological title, but they're definitely the, they're, they're fulfilling the duties of that title and they have earned the, earned that. You know, you, you, you made me remember something and I don't remember this myself, but my mom was telling me when I was a little kid. I would refer to my dad by his first name. I got to call him by his first name. And it may have been when I was just starting to speak. I'll have to find the details of that story. That's pretty funny. Also kind of understandable if, you know, if you grew up with your mom, obviously referring to him by his first name, right? Uh, she didn't really call him this by his first name. My parents don't. I think sometimes they do. Well, what do they call each other? It's some other, some, a lot of other nicknames. Usually... In my family, very rarely, if you hear someone saying your full name, you're in trouble. Oh, well, that's, I mean, that's the case in, in mine as well. Like, that's my, my joke for the longest time have been, that is the only reason why we have middle names, is to give you a heads up that you are in deep shit. Because uh. when, you, when you hear your full name, like, including the middle name, that's, you're in trouble. Another, another weird example that I guess I do have, when I was a kid... My great-grandparents on my mother's side 
they lived in Florida, like so many old people do, you know, they migrated <laughs> down there. And we referred to them not as great grandma and great grandpa, but we referred to them as grandma and grandpa Florida. <laughs> Instead of like didn't didn't call them grandma first name, didn't call them, you know, call her grandma last name. It was grandma Florida, which in hindsight seems very weird. <laughs> But it worked, I guess. That's what we went with. It was my great-grandparents through my grandmother. So my grandmother took my grandfather's name. So there wasn't even a name conflict. Because you could see a situation where it was like, if your grandfather's parents are still alive, they would have the same last name. Mm -hmm. Your great-grandparents and your grandparents would have the same last name, right? So you could see having to like modify things in some way there. But that wasn't even necessary in this case. And still, we just called them... Grandma and Grandpa, Florida. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> just so silly. <laughs> yeah, I think that's funny. And like, what, what I'm interested to know is what other people call their relatives that on the outside makes very little sense, but how you describe the the reason for, for adding the Florida to the name makes sense. And then you just kind of go with it. For back-to-back -back weeks, we have a perfectly reasonable sports report but so just just a little bit of background because i don't know how much you know about baseball but baseball is kind of unique in a lot of ways as far as sports go but one way is there are just a lot of balls that end up in the crowd during a game right because of the nature of the sport there's just there's a ton of foul balls before the game they do like batting practice and guys hit balls into the stands I mean, it seems like almost the end of every inning, the fielder who like makes the last out will toss a ball into the stands. So there's just like, there's baseballs going into the stands left and right throughout a game. You know, one of the ways that you get a ball is someone hits a home run into the outfield. And this is mainly a Chicago Cubs thing, but you'll see it at other parks as well. For I don't know how it got started. I mean, the Chicago Cubs fans are like really loyal and diehard. And for the longest time, the, it was kind of a joke how loyal Cubs fans are and how bad the team was. And <laughs> like they hadn't won a World Series for like 100 years until they finally beat Cleveland, unfortunately, <laughs> a couple of years ago. But in any event, so the Chicago Cubs have always had this weird thing with their fans where if, the, if, you're, if they're in Chicago playing in Wrigley Field and someone from the other team hits a home run, you're supposed to throw the home run ball back into the field. Like, you don't want it. You hate the other team. <laughs> Screw those guys. We only catch home run balls hit by Cubs. And if you do not throw the ball back, like, the other people, the other fans in the stands will start, like, booing you because you shouldn't want to keep it because it was hit by another team. It's just kind of a funny thing. And that's, like I said, it's mainly a Chicago Cubs thing, but you'll occasionally see it from other fans in other stadiums who are just like really loyal and it's kind of it's kind of funny to see someone do it when it's not at Wrigley Field someone throw the ball back what do you think just about that general situation i can follow the logic if a little kid caught it i don't think there should be booing going on but if if, if some guy who's supporting the the other team catches it okay i can follow along yeah throw it back cuz if you're a true fan of or whatever team's playing. If you caught the opposing team's home run ball, 
I can follow along. Yeah, toss it back. I think I think just for me because I I I don't I'm not a particular fan of any one team, but I've gone to games and it's it's great. If I caught a home run ball, I'll be super excited. But I think I'd probably keep it no matter what team. So say we went on like a friendscation or something, right? And yeah, and one of the fun things to do in Chicago would be go to Wrigley Field because it's such a historic, iconic piece of Chicago. Absolutely. So it's like we go, we go sit out with the bleacher bums at Wrigley Field, catch an afternoon game. The other team hits a home run ball, and I catch it, and you catch it. Would you? You think you would resist the the booing? Think you? You think you'd just pocket the ball? I think I'd throw it back because I don't want the spotlight on me. I'd say just kind of follow the norm. If I was a diehard baseball fan and a fan of that team, then maybe I'd keep it. I may boo them back <laughs> because I'm not a, a fan of any of any one particular team. I'll toss it and I just kind of stick to the norm. So having discussed this this cultural thing of of the throwing the ball back in general, now I want you to watch this video of what un, what unfolded at a Yankees Red Sox game towards the end of the season here. Oh, he threw it really well. <laughs> Just the look on his face as he's throwing it. You can you can see he kind of slows down and turns around. He's like, "What the fuck is happening?" He even he even gives like a wave. Did you, did you catch that? Like he gives like a like the finger salute type nod back to the stands did you see that there it is (laughs) so i will include the link to this in the show notes so that everybody (laughs) so that everybody can enjoy this so essentially what happens is this this player giancarlo stanton for the yankees so he's a yankees player and they're they're playing in boston in fenway park which i've actually been to by the way i've I've seen a game in fenway park and a business trip to boston but anyways so he hits a home run in Boston. And if you don't know anything about baseball, essentially the Yankees and the Red Sox hate each other. It's like one of the most heated rivalries in, in American sports. So this guy for the Yankees hits a home run to left field in Fenway Park. And the guy who gets the ball, he throws it back. But he has one of like the most legendary throws you will ever see from a fan. He throws it from left field in the stands all the way to second base. That's a long way. That is a super long throw. And it goes all the way to second base. And it hits Giancarlo Stanton as he's rounding the bases for the home run. And I think it, it hits him on like one hop. It is a perfect, like a perfect throw. Everybody thought that this was just like hilarious that this this happened because even though it hit him he was like fine it wasn't a big deal it you know he even Giancarlo Stanton even thought it was funny when it happened and he got hit with the ball he smiled and he like gave this like little wave a little hat tip yeah <laughs> a little little tip of the hat almost to the uh to the outfield he thought it was funny so it was it was not a big deal everybody just thought it was funny and the odds of him being able to make that throw were just so small that it was like, I don't think you could possibly argue that it was done on purpose because like no normal person could have just made a throw like that 
like intentionally trying to hit him. So what I'm saying here is this was just like a brilliant stroke of luck that this guy basically got the ball and just threw it back as hard as he could. And it, and it happened to hit Stan as he was rounding the bases. But the officials at Fenway Park threw him out of the game. Yeah, I don't like that. They tossed him out of the game and, and kicked him out. And I think that is ridiculous. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Because, again, so there is a precedent for this of, like, people occasionally throwing the ball back. Especially, you know, Yankees, Red Sox. It is not a surprise for someone in Boston to throw a Yankee ball back. It's like, on, on the one hand, I can understand, like, if someone did intentionally throw a ball to a player, you would have to throw them out. But this was such a long throw, I don't see how you could possibly think it was intentional. Like, it would have to be an accident. I think it was ridiculous that this, this guy got thrown out of the game. The only consolation that there is is that there's at least video of it that guy will have for the rest of his life. <laughs> so there's, there's that at least. And I would assume that he'll be able to get plenty of you know free drinks out of that around Boston. Here's where my mind goes. If they let him stay... They mean the security team. You're basically saying that it's acceptable to throw something at a player. I know that's kind of the precedent, but I mean, here's the conflict is like, is the intent side. And it's impossible to know someone's intent in general. So it's like, yes, you shouldn't, you don't want to set a precedent of having it be okay to like throw things in general, into the field, especially if it's at a player. But there's a precedent for throwing home run balls back from the other team. Like, that happens all the time. And this is just not a repeatable thing. It's clear he did not mean to throw it at the player. But it's almost like a zero-tolerance type setup. It's such a good throw. I keep watching it over and over. It's, it's so good. Oh, it's, it's, it's fantastic. This was just good, clean baseball fun. Giancarlo Stanton thought it was funny. Like, nobody got hurt. I just feel bad that the guy got thrown out. Hey, sports fans. Greg from the future here. So after editing this section of the podcast and looking for links to put into the show notes about it, I discovered that apparently the guy who threw the ball that hit Stanton did not get thrown out of the game. So I'll include a link to an interview that he did with ESPN. Apparently, everyone thought that he got thrown out of the game because after he threw the ball and saw it hit Stanton, he and his buddy who were at the game fled the scene of the crime, and so it looked like he got thrown out. Uh, but eventually, security tracked him down and made him sign some paperwork documenting what happened, but they did not apparently kick him out. So we retract our criticism of the Fenway Park officials. So thumbs up, Fenway Park for acknowledging that it was just a silly and very unlikely situation and not kicking him out of the game. Okay, back to the show. Toledo Walleye, hockey team. I've been to a few games, and it's common for someone to throw a fish, a walleye. <laughs> Are you serious? And it's just like this ongoing... Like a, like a, real, like a real actual it's fish? A, it's a real. It's dead, but it's real. And someone who's sitting very close will... I don't know how they get it in. They'll just chuck that baby right in there, <laughs> and it's hilarious. 
It usually happens like once a game. <laughs> I think every time I've gone to one, that's happened. And it may just because it's a minus. It's a minus. Do you do you know offhand if they get thrown out of the game when they do that? I don't. Th- I've never seen or heard of that happening. And it's almost like people just expect it. Like the refs just know. Oh, there's a fish here. Let's just, okay, you know, get it out, and then the game continues. That's good. I like that. It's just one of those where, and maybe the opposing team doesn't know, and they think, "What the hell is happening? <laughs> there's this fish well, being thrown in here." That's the best case scenario: is that everybody, everybody at home thinks it's funny because they know that there's just always going to be some guy who throws a fish onto the ice, but the other team is just like, "What the hell is going yeah. on?" Because it was, it was funny, like kind of eye-opening to me the first time I saw it. I just see this thing, this like dark, big object, just you know, flop on the ice. <laughs> and then I, when I came to the realization it's a fish, I was just confused, and I, I thought it was hilarious. And everyone's just laughing along, and yeah, that's good. I I give that two thumbs up. I mean, my <laughs> my attitude when it comes to sports has always been like, what the... it's a game. Yeah, it's a game. It's entertainment. It is not to be taken that seriously. Like the whole point. The whole reason why we are watching this is because it is an entertaining thing. And it drives me crazy when people take it, like, too seriously. Like, the NFL for a long time had rules in place so where, like, you couldn't celebrate a touchdown, essentially. I I remember that. And that was infuriating to me and a lot of people who watch football. Because the whole reason you watch this is because you want to be entertained and it's fun and whatever. And yeah. It was really entertaining to watch some of the guys' touchdown celebrations. Like, there are some classic ones that, like, everybody remembers because they were hilarious. Like, the one guy caught a touchdown pass, and he had a, a permanent marker, like a Sharpie, in his sock. And he pulls a marker out of his sock, signs the football, and then tosses it into the stands. Stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's, that's funny. That's yeah, amazing. That's great. Why take yourself so seriously to where you're, like, not even fun anymore so stuff like like uh throwing a, a dead walleye onto the ice during a hockey game is that gets my approval yeah. well done walleye fans <laughs> episode 10 specialness little little retrospective here 10 episodes and I didn't. I don't know if you have any. Uh... I don't think we'd last this long. It's been. It's been fun. I feel like each episode is getting better. I don't even know what to say. This sounds stupid enough. Hold uh, on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. You didn't think that we'd make it to ten episodes. <laughs> <laughs> are you just saying that, or are you being serious? I mean, kind of. Uh, okay. All right. Well, it's, it's more like I. I don't have any expectation. I'll put it that way. Okay. That's fair enough. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. fair enough. I don't think we're gonna make it big. Well, that's still like, looking accurate. So yeah, let's be let's be real. Without your help and guidance, I wouldn't even know how to hook up the mic. Oh well, uh, you know. Yeah. Shucks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it does feel a little bit special to have made it to episode ten, I guess. And even though uh, in podcast world, the listener numbers are always held. Uh, kept anonymous and and private we we did just also surpass a a a milestone basically at the same time which was kind of funny that it happened that we reached episode 10 and then also a milestone of significance for our downloads which was pretty cool to see so yeah i mean this is uh i guess would you like to renew your contract 
yes. for another another ten episodes here. I, I would very much. Uh, I enjoy it so much that I'm willing to take the same rate as the previous. No need to increase my pay oh, or anything. Yeah, great, great. You know, we're gonna we're gonna keep making these. Uh, I think I'm I'm having a good time. You seem to be enjoying yourself. We're gonna keep making them. So, uh, yeah, we appreciate the support, everybody. I. I I I am amazed that people listen to this <laughs> listen to this show. <laughs> we really appreciate it that you guys are still sticking around and find the show uh, at least somewhat interesting. So, if you could just you know share it with uh, somebody who you think that would like it, we really appreciate it. The only way that uh, podcasts really grow is through word of mouth. We are dependent upon listener referrals. I haven't really told many people. Like we've just kind of been doing it. I think I've told a few people, but not not many. It's it's like if you play guitar, you don't want to be that guy and tell everybody you play guitar. Do you know what I'm? Do you know what I'm saying? There, oh, oh yeah, it's like a reverse psychology type situation where it's like the more you want to tell other people about it, the less they want to know about it. Almost a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, I just want to, don't want to sound like oh, listen to this show, it's awesome because uh, it. Because that would be a lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the other thing I love is hearing feedback and other stories that people encounter and want to get our take on it. So hopefully, hear more of that. We'd love to hear more of that. The best way to do that is to go to the website perfectlyreasonable.fm and then fill out the contact form. There was a weird, a weird and unprofessional thing with our email early on where I got this email address and I think I mentioned it in episodes to send an email to that email. And then I've had issues with the email provider not working. So hopefully you have not sent an email to that uh, email and had it gone into a black hole. But the, the best thing to do is just fill out the contact form on the website and that'll make it to where it needs to go. So if you have any feedback, feel free to do that. Or if you know us personally, you know, then you can obviously reach out. You all right? Yeah, just holding it together by a string this morning. Oh man, it sounded like a little earthquake just happened. Yeah, I dropped my phone. Okay, well, uh... check, 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 check. Son of a bitch! <laughs> <sighs> check.